In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. This is your official Leguizamarama spoiler warning. Have you not watched season two, episode six of Bloodline and you really want to um, and you don't want any spoils? Well, then don't bloody listen to this episode. That's crazy. Um, but we will do a bit of chit chat at the start. So you're welcome to listen to that. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. Um, I don't. Spoiler warning. I'm sorry. I'm tired. <laughs> Bye. Peace. I hate the word. I don't- Hello, welcome to Missions X Leguizamo Rama, a podcast where two people watch everything starring John Leguizamo, their favourite little actor. Uh, he's been in movies, he's been in TV shows, he's been in just about everything. I'm one of those hosts. My name is Zachary Ruane, and you might know me from people are going to think something happened to their headphones. Ah, uh, goodness! I just can't think of another joke. What was the last thing you ate? You might know me as the guy that just ate some falafels. Oh, yum! I'm joined, as always, by my dear co-host, Mish Wittrup, who you might know from... Haven't eaten a Mentos, two of them. Two mint Mentos. Oh, I didn't know we were counting snacks. Oh, of course. A strawberry. <gasps> Ooh. Um, Mish, yes, how sir. are you, mate? You well? Yeah, no, I'm good. You're tired? You said that in I the... I did say that in spoil. I've had, warning. like... I think I mentioned this last episode. <laughs> mentioned it a lot. I'm sorry. I have. I'm tired. <laughs> Mish has had her first busy week, and I have had my first. But I have. Oh, in two days, so in 48 hours, yeah, I have an entire day off, day and night. Oh, I have no plans. Zero oh. plan. I'm going to tell you what my ideal zero plan day is. Oh, see, look, Mish. Before we started this podcast, Mish said to me, "What are we going to talk about?" And I was like, "Mish." We never plan what we're going to talk about. The whole idea is we're meant to talk about the show. It's true. We never do. We never plan. However, Zach and I did just have a lengthy chit chat and catch up. And you don't want to hear that shit. That's biz. We were talking about the biz. The biz. Talking we were talking biz. about the biz. And I, I, I said to Mish, I said, Mish, the whole idea is we're meant to get to the movie and then we end up talking shit. Yeah. It will come to you. And look how quickly it came to you. <laughs> what is your ideal day off? That is the most ABC breakfast <laughs> radio shit. I just did an I've ABC radio. That is, uh, uh, you could do talkback radio with that question. And you were like, what are we going to talk about? The moment we start recording, you get the best talkback radio question you've ever thought of. I'm in a your natural. Life. I've got it, baby. I actually did radio this week. I know you did. A bit of fun, a bit of ABC radio. A bit anyway, of ABC. What is your ideal day, nothing day? Nothing day. Yeah. I wake up at nine o'clock. Oh my god! Now nine o'clock is a big sleep in for me. I'm usually a seven o'clock girl, yeah. right? Seven seven thirty. So I wake up at nine o'clock because for some reason my dog has allowed this. Right? Yeah, your dog is elsewhere. 
He's na- he's napping. Okay. He, so this is a this is not just a what what would I plan for my ideal day off? Mm-hmm. This is like what what would I ask God to give me for yeah. my ideal day off? <laughs> yes, that's right. So the dog is napping till nine. Yeah. Oh, he's been up and about. He's taken a poo uh, and he's done a wee yeah, and he's yeah. just enjoying himself, right? He's living his life. I get up. Uh, I wake up and this my hair, so for some reason, looks great. Great. Like, like it just, I've gotten up. You know when you um, wear your hair up when you go to sleep and then you take your hair out and like 20% of the time it slaps? I've had, I'm having one of those days. I'm a 5% of the time, but I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, 100 the, the wearing it up has added a, a, a voluminous, natural, yeah. voluminous wave. Yep, that's the vibe. Rather than a crinkle, yep. it's added a wave. And I have all clean laundry that's been put away and folded. I put on my favorite undies. Underwear. Black full briefs. This is way too detailed. Yeah, this is going to take a long time. Not, no, not, what I'm wearing not because, is important. Not because of uh, I want to hear this. Mm. Our listener wants mm. to hear this. Mm. It's way too detailed because I didn't think I had to come with that level it's of It's not going to be that deep. It's just I think what I am wearing is, is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put on my favorite undies, my favorite pair of baggy, super soft tracky panties, mm-hmm. right, and a pair of nice socks, and then a long like boyfriend style t-shirt that's mm. super soft. Mm. And then I put my harness on my dog and we go for a walk and he is so calm. Yeah. He's chill. And now I've spoken about my dog previously on this podcast and he's the not anti-chill so chill on a walk. So he I've he's a, a super reactive baby. We love him dearly, but the, going for walks with him is hell on earth. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we do it every single day and have done for three years, yeah. <laughs> but it is hell. Uh, and uh, we, he's just really calm. He's like very happy. We go and we get a coffee. I'm up to a free one on my stamp card, so it's free. Fucking hell, man. I know, bloody hell. You're putting a lot of pressure on this day off. Yeah. Wait, is this tomorrow? Because my partner's working. So my partner's not working. It's a different thing. I mean, it, it, I mean what do you mean is this tomorrow? Am I saying like what I plan on doing tomorrow or am I saying my ideal? You're saying your ideal. Oh, well, my partner's your dog is, yeah. Yeah. My partner's not working that day. And your partner takes the dog for a walk? He comes with us. We go on the oh, walk together. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. And then we drop Stanley off home. We get in the car and we go and we have a brunch. It's nice. So this is this this is my time with my partner because right now all I want is time to myself. But I would love to hang out with him for a little bit. So we go and get a delicious brunch at our favorite this brunch is a place. Loaded day off, man. No, it's now at this point it's like nine forty-five. Oh wait, ten. But o'clock. This is what I'm saying. You're doing a lot. You want to know? No, about? I'm not yet. I'm about to do nothing. Oh, so we go okay. to Terra Twilight yeah. in. Collingwood, that's what good, I'm vibing right good now. Ducks, good ducks. Yeah, and we go and have a ducks nice. In yourself. I now, don't live near there. Now people are going to come to Terra, Terra, and go snap, snap, snap. Yeah, that does happen like that, doesn't it? The paps are on to you now. Damn it! Damn it! Why is my life so difficult and famous? Anyway, go and have a delicious brunch, and then we go home. Yeah. And at this point, my partner goes in and does whatever the fuck he wants to do. I. Lie down on the couch. Yeah, couch. Take yeah. off my bra. Oh. Bra is off. Yeah. I take off my bra yep. and I curl up in a like fetal position okay. on the side, my yeah. face facing the television. My dog then lies in a little donut yeah. in between where my butt and my legs have like uh, made a, like a little fetal position. Yeah. He's like in that nook, right? And we lie there and I start a television show, something like 
The Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Something like Sex in the City. I just did that one. Okay. Something simple that I've never seen before. Yeah. But it's simple. Pretty Little Liars, I could do that. Season three of True Blood, I could do that. Yeah. Just some, and I just watch four or five hours of that, right? Four or five hours. Yeah. That point, my partner comes downstairs and we have to play with Stanley. So even on my deal day off, my dog is happy. Yeah. So we then do, this is so long. Yeah, I just, it's like, it's like, uh, do you want to know my ideal day? Off? I haven't finished. Okay. I'll make go. it quick. No, you go. We play with Stanley and then at around about 6.30, my partner's like, I'm ordering dinner. I'm like, absolutely you are. I go and I have a bath right. with about five different products in it. I then use this body wash I just bought that's got little exfoliant. I exfoliate. Did you really just buy it? Yeah. About, I didn't know if you just bought it in the situation. No, I bought it two weeks ago. Oh, okay. And I exfoliate. It was just. It was pretty spenny, and I don't use it often. I exfoliate my entire body until I feel like a fucking seal. Yeah. And I smell really good, and I'm warm. And then I put on some fresh Jimmy Jammies. Jimmy. And I go downstairs, and I lie on my partner, and we eat Thai food, and we watch a movie together. That is my. And I have not had to have an important thought all day. Yeah. You don't know my ideal day off. What's that? I rot. Yeah, you love I a rot, rot in that yeah. bed. I. Wake, How long are you in bed for? I can't. I don't leave it. You, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't even know. You say when I woke up, the line between awake and asleep is too blurry to give you a time. I rot. <laughs> you see Maho and Drive, yeah? Yeah. You know when they discover a corpse in the bed? Mm. That's what I look like. I just a rotted corpse in the bed. And you just kind of like glide between sleeping and awake. Yeah, between this Do world and the next. Oh, no, nah, I'm a rot So you, on your ideal day off, you don't, you don't clean yourself? No, nah, I'm going to be serious here. That's... My typical day off. What's my idea? <laughs> What's my ideal day off? <laughs> no, you rotted just, to that's death. That's just what I do when I'm deeply depressed. Uh, <laughs> What's my ideal day off? Um, no, do you know what? I think it's it's a it's a no alarm on the phone is a oh. huge theme. Oh. Uh, I couldn't tell you the time I wake up because I wake up when my body tells me to wake up. But if this is the ideal day off, but I happen to wake up quite early, mm. you know, so I don't set a time, but hey, I'm kind of up and, and nine is, you know, uh, eight, nine. Mm. That's a, Nine early. just feels like early, late. So I I have not forced myself. Mm-hmm. To wake, mm-hmm. there is no alarm, mm-hmm. but I have woken up at such a time that I'm not going to be up at four a.m. fucking mm. wanting to die. Yeah. So, oh, nine o'clock. Hey, I'll, I'll still get an all right night's sleep. Um, uh, and then I don't get out of bed necessarily. I rot. <laughs> yeah. No, and then I, uh, and then maybe I go to the spare room or I go upstairs. I'm gonna just watch some YouTube's. Do you have walkies? Uh, no walk. On this ideal day off, my dog doesn't need a walk. It's her day off walking. Those that's, have lined up. That's the dream, right? Those have lined up. It's like actually, you know what? She's had enough walks, and I feel comfortable in the fact that she doesn't really need a walk. Mm-hmm. So I'll take her out for a wee, mm-hmm. but 
Ideal day off, no. I don't need to walk it. I watch some YouTube. Does Mabel ever piss on the balcony? No. No, she doesn't. Okay. She doesn't even piss in the courtyard. Yeah. So then I, um, then I go. Yummy foods. No pressure. Yeah. Uh, did I have breakfast? <laughs> uh, no, I rotted. Yeah. No, did I have breakfast? I think I did. I think I had. Like, um, I think I had uh, leftovers. Mm. I think I had leftover pizza for breakfast. Yum. Is it warm? Did you heat it up? No. Cold pizza? No, I warmed it up. No, I had a sausage sandwich with leftover sausages. Warm sausages? No. Warm okay. toast, mm-hmm. cold sausages. Sauce? Tomato sauce? Yeah. Or maybe a little, uh, a little English muffin. Mm. But I made a little thing. No, I think sausage sandwich because I didn't think too much about it. I used to love a sausage sandwich. Then I'm sitting upstairs and I'm watching YouTubes and then there's no pressure on me to do anything. Mm-hmm. But I go, you know what? I'm going to go watch a movie. Fun. And then I just trundle on down to an art house cinema. Um, so I've had the energy. This is all like I go down and I just watch whatever's on. Mm-hmm. And I watch the movie and it's it's good. I go, oh, fuck, that was really good. And I had no intention. It's a movie that I had no intention of watching because mm-hmm. I never have time to go to the movies. It's mm-hmm. something I love to do but I never Same. have time to do. But this is a movie I had no intention of watching. I just re- I just realised as well that in my ideal day off, I just didn't leave the house. But that's my headspace right now. I just want to be no, home. No, that's great. That's perfect. Yeah. My ideal day off, the, 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 there's a very clear psychology in my ideal day off, which is that I don't have to leave the house. Mm. But I choose to. Yeah, it's nice. I get to about midday and I go, you know what? I, I could go watch a movie. I go watch the movie out of choice and it's not a movie I intended on watching, right? This is not something I've been hyping up. It's just like, oh, I'll see that. And it's great. Oh, I love that. Oh, boy, oh, boy. What a discovery get this at the movie, movie is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's what I kind of have for lunch mm. is like some popcorn and a chuck top. I get home. I take the dog out for a poo. That's all she needs because mm. she's ha- she's feeling enriched. She's happy. And then um, take away. What take away? Um, little burgie? No, I think Ty. Yeah, Ty's Based on the, what I've just yeah. described. I think a Thai kind of situation or, or like a, like a, like a Aussie Chinese has its mm. charm, like a fried rice. Fried rice and a stir fry. Yes. Fried rice and a, Spring and a roll. beef and black pepper or a, um, or a, uh, or a, uh, um, Chinese broccoli with garlic mm. or a, or a, um, Fried rice is. I haven't tea. eaten to the, I haven't eaten since breakfast, so this yeah. is killing me. Fried rice is a big thing. I think Chinese. Yeah, that's such and, a good day. And then a movie, another movie. At home or out? Home movie, home movie. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. partner. Yeah, yeah. Something easy, mm. like a like a comedy. I love that. Because yeah, I love that day. Oh God, I can't wait till Monday. But funny thing is, it's like I'm finally coming to Monday. It's like I really could do anything I want, and I'm literally just going to eat about half a loaf of bread and Vegemite toast. You're going to rot and watch Survivor. I will rot. I will You're rot on Monday. You're going to rot. Hey, when we come back uh, from the ad, uh, we're going to talk about rot. 
a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome back from the ad break, fingers crossed. Yeah. There was an ad break. There was an ad. He's hoping. Uh, Rot, Rot. I have a story. Okay. This um, is Rot's story. Uh, I was cleaning out my um, uh, crisper in the fridge, mm-hmm. right? And, a real Rot. Yeah. And Not I'd cleaned the rot. whole thing and it was fine. But I hadn't noticed that. So I clean out the drawer like quite often. Mm-hmm. But I hadn't noticed that something had fallen behind the drawer. Mm. And I went, oh, God, what the fuck is that? And I pulled out and it was a plastic bag, like a supermarket plastic bag, mm. and it was a liquid. I have no idea what it was. It wasn't big. It would have been one item. It could have been a tomato. It could have been a passion fruit. It could have been some sort of small thing that had liquefied. But I have absolutely no idea what it was. And that's rot. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's on rot. That's rot. Mish, you've got a little blurb I for do. us. All right, so uh, we are talking about season two, episode six of Bloodline. You can watch it on Netflix. I'm just uh, give them a go. Give Netflix a go. Yeah, it's not. I reckon they're going to be big. Um, I will just. This is just a friendly reminder to all of our listeners that Zach and I are currently watching this series, uh, Bloodline. John Leguizamo did not feature in this series until episode three of season two. So we had to start watching at episode three, season two, uh, which means that the vast majority of what we are doing at the moment is trying to figure out what this storyline is, uh, who the characters are and why they're there. We literally have no idea what's going on. Uh, So let's get into season two, episode six. It's season two, episode six, and I still fucking hate this. (laughs) So Kyle Chandler is dodgy for sure. We know that Kyle Chandler is dodgy. He's acting like he's going to be exposed for something, and I'm guessing it's drugs at this point. Velma, as in from Scooby-Doo, asks Chloe Sevigny to get some info from a nurse about the sheriff, and Chloe delivers the goods. There's tension there, but it is literally tension between everybody. Not one person in this show doesn't have tension with another person. There's mm. so much tension. Kyle Chandler's daughter goes shopping with Nancy, as in from the movie Nancy, Nancy. that we've watched, and they talk about weed and they try on a nice dress. Yeah. Then she invites her emo, like that emo kid, as in like Kyle Chandler's daughter, invites that emo child, who is Danny's son, we figured that out last episode, to a family dinner. But then she ends up yelling at her grandmother about how her grandmother, Sissy Spacek, killed Danny. And then she gets slapped in the face for saying that. Now, also last episode, I said, I think that Sissy Spacek killed, had something to do with it, right? And so this daughter just said, you killed and she got slapped. Who's Kevin? (laughs) There's a guy named Kevin who's popping up a lot. Kevin's about to have a baby. About five other characters float in and out of this episode, but I'm making the choice to ignore them, so here's hoping they're not important. John Leguizamo is in in full menace mode, slashing Kyle Chandler's wife's tyres and writing cryptic notes in matchboxes. He knows something about Kyle Chandler, which pisses Kyle Chandler off so much that he beats the shit out of John Leguizamo at a motel. 
What a what an ending. Yeah. I mean, I... Massive. So that's just a breakdown of what happened in that episode. And I'm going to jump straight to the end. Okay. When he bashes the... Sh- when Coach, early edition... Yeah. I never watched Friday Night Lights. Yeah. So for me, it's early edition. Am, and also, am I right in saying... We haven't addressed this yet. Hmm. Am I right in saying that Kyle Chandler is like your partner's celebrity crush? That's That's there. She loves coach. Yeah. So So that's a true that's true, right? That's true. Okay. Yeah. That's an interesting layer to add to this. <laughs> but I was talking to someone else that said Kyle Chandler was their celebrity crush. Get out of town, because I always thought that was the the strangest choice. Lena Moon. Gotta get Lena Moon on this pod. Lena Moon has a little thing for Kyle well, Chandler. Lena's gonna get a bloody call in a Lena, couple nights. you're getting a phone call. <laughs> Friend of the pod, Lena Moon. Getting a phone call talking about Kyle Chandler. <laughs> I've talked about early edition on this podcast, haven't I? You remember early edition? No. Yes. Really? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I have talked about it. You know early edition? Mm-hmm. That's Kyle Chandler. Yep. That's okay. all I say. This is a motherfucker from early edition. And then he's swearing and beating people up. I'm like, yeah. dude, you're from early edition. <laughs> what are you doing? You get the newspaper a day early. You use it to save little old ladies' lives. And now you're bashing up. Now you're bashing up. Now you're bashing up. So this was the first episode where I'm, there's something going, I think there is something about Kyle Chandler's character, whose name is John, which is very confusing when you're doing a podcast about John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. So we're just going to call him Kyle Chandler. I'm going to call him early additional coach. Okay. We can call him coach. It's cool. If we're referring (laughs) to Kyle Chandler, early edition or coach. Yeah. We're referring to the same person. Yeah, if great. we say John Legs or Ozzy, yeah, which is the John. name of John Leguizamo's yeah. character, or John Leguizamo, yeah. we're referring to John Leguizamo's character. Got Easy. it. So early edition. Yeah. What about early edition? So, coach. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's some, I think there is something that happened with Kyle Chandler in last season. Yeah. That we're meant to know about. Can I say mm. where I'm at is I'm now, there's two things happening. I'm now in the flow of the show. Yep. Okay. Right. I feel. I'm glad one of us is. I feel now that I'm in a place. Yeah. I feel a deep sense of regret that I'm not watching the critically acclaimed first season. Oh my God. So much. But I also feel like uh, the old days where you come into a show late. I now have a bit of a, a sense of who the characters are to the point that the reason why I was going to say when he bashes up, you think he's going to go and talk to John Leguizamo mm-hmm. and he bashes him up instead. Mm-hmm. John Leguizamo keeps pushing his buttons. But because John Leguizamo knows something yeah. about, we don't know what it is, but he knows something about Kyle Chandler. Is the scene where he confronts him at the urinal in this episode or the last episode? This episode. Where he confronts him and he says, don't you want to know what I want? Yeah. And then he's like, I want you to fuck off or something like that. I'm like, early edition, no. <laughs> and then, and then like Leguizamo leaves him a threatening mm-hmm. note. He's like, ask me what I want. And then you go, all right, he's finally going to ask him. Mm-hmm. But instead he bashes him up. And I feel like that moment for me, when he bashes him up, I was like, oh my God, no. And there was two reasons for that. One is because it's like, just ask, mm. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. just ask. It would help us out a lot. And, but it also just help you. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you go, hey, what do you want? Okay, now I'll bash you up. Yeah. So firstly, I'm like, oh, my God, no, because that's a silly thing well, to no, do. Well, no, because Kyle Chandler knows what he wants. Yeah. And two, 
Ah. Uh, two. <laughs> That's what I read from that. It's yeah. like, I'm bashing you up because I know I you're going to ask for you're money. Gonna, you're going to blackmail me. No, you're going to ask for something that m- reveals me to be a real shitty person. But what if he says 500 bucks? All right, yeah, 500 I'd be like, oh, shit. Okay, I thought you were right. <laughs> yeah, I can give you 500 bucks. <laughs> like, you don't know what he thinks is a lot of money for a blackmail. No. Um, the second reason is because I was like, that was my moment where I was like, okay, I'm in the flow of the show. If something can surprise me about a character, then I'm in the rhythm of the character. If if this was the first episode I would have watched, I think there would have been a good chance I would have been like, oh, Kyle Chandler's the kind of guy that goes and bashes people up without asking questions. Mm -hmm. Now I would be shocked because that's coach. Mm -hmm. That's the guy from early edition. Wasn't expecting that. But... (laughs) Broadly speaking, I would yeah. go, that's it. Where I was like, I feel in the rhythm of this show because that shocked me yeah. and I knew that was meant to shock me. Okay. That's 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 where I'm at on the rhythm of it. And then there's another thought, but, you know, what are you? You're not in the rhythm of it. No, yet. I'm really struggling. I, it's, I really don't like not knowing. I don't like that we're not allowed to look it up. Which and is I a little I impose. And I say that, I, th- I say with absolute honesty, I have not looked up anything yeah. and it is killing me. I will often like a series so much that I will look up the end of it yeah, yeah, before yeah. I get yeah, to it. Yeah, right. So not only is this something that is hurting you because like, but actually it's something, yeah, right. yeah. Oh, that's fucked that you would look up the ending yeah. on purpose, deliberately. Yeah, I know. I don't like it about that's myself. That's really. Like no, some, that's sometimes I watch Survivor. Sometimes that's... I watch Survivor oh. and look up who the winner is. I will which sometimes. Which is horrible. It's a horrible trait. I hate that about myself. Can I ask you? No, that's whatever. You, you do you, babe. But you look up the end because sometimes if there's a show on and I really want to read about it, Mm-hmm. I'll risk the end being given away mm-hmm. and I'll look it up and go, oh, now I know the end. No, but you I, look up the well, end. Well, see, I often am very late to shows. So, I mean, I'll use um, I'll use the OC as an example, right? Yeah. I don't How many seasons were there of the OC? Six? Four. Four? Four that I can remember. Oh, there's only four. That's a bad. How many seasons were there of Frasier? Oh, I don't know. Seven, Ten, eight. Seven, eight. Nine. Great. Let's say I decided I've never watched Frasier really here and there an episode if my mother was watching it, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't know anything about Frasier or any of the dynamics of Frasier, yeah. If I decided I wanted to watch all of Frasier, I would probably get through about two and a half seasons because I binged it and then go, I can't watch another six seasons of this, but I've enjoyed this two and a half. What happens at the end? And then I look it up. Okay, that's different. That's what I mean. But sometimes with Survivor... Old, older, older seasons. Your struggle, you go. I, I will know. sometimes look up who the winner oh, is. Mish. Yeah, that's a no, but it, no, but it's an interesting watch. If before you watch a season, you go, "Who's the winner?" and you can watch their trajectory to winning. I don't look up the odd. I just look up the one person who I don't know who came with Whatever, them. That's your choice. Bro. Anyway, um, so it's killing me not looking it up. I'm really, really confused by Sissy SpaceX character. I don't know if she's bad or she's good. She's hitting kids. She smacked her granddaughter in the fash. Yeah. Yeah. She did. But something we learnt for sure as well is that Nolan, who is the emo kid, who is Danny's son and Danny's dead, that son has been kind of like rejected from the family a bit and he hasn't been around and they don't really fully embrace Nolan. And you are kind of getting the feeling, or I am, that Danny was very much the like 
outsider. I feel the black pretty, sheep of the family. See, this is where I'm like, I feel pretty confident in that. Like, yes. I feel like. Well, I'm scared to say anything in case, like, the next episode I find out that Danny was actually like the head of the family, and it like, I, I don't know, Zach. So here's here's <laughs> what I think, Mish. Here's yeah. what I think. Yeah. Two things. There's this mystery. You know, there's this unsolved murder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, was it this episode where the mayor, the sheriff, yeah, the sheriff, no, that was last episode where the sheriff keeps the case open. They're at the like press conference. That's the, one of the characters that I left out. in my But friend. the sheriff is like, they're keeping on this murder case. Yes, yes, yes. And um, one thing I find funny mm-hmm. Is that this the way this series is clearly structured for someone watching it? Is it's like, oh no, that sheriff is gonna figure out mm. what happened, and the perspective is how close are they getting mm. to what happened? But from my perspective, <laughs> I'm with the sheriff. Yeah, like I'm keep like, it open. <laughs> we gotta find out who killed Daddy. <laughs> Like, all right, well, I'm dropping the case. We, you and me, would never find out. Everyone like, else fucking knows. This show is structured around. Oh Who no! Who the fuck killed him? Like, I like, I don't know. Well, the, the granddaughter said that Sissy Spacek did it. Ah, uh, but I. Do you think that's too obvious? No, I don't think. I think. Um, I think what she meant was like. You didn't protect him. You, yeah. Okay. You know, she's just, I don't think Sissy Spacek had, I I might be wrong. Have you ever seen a movie called The Mummy Market? No. Oh my God. Oh my God. It, okay. So. Is this got anything to do with did Sissy Spacek do it? It's got everything to do with Sissy Spacek. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, I know we say a lot, hey, if you haven't done this, in the comments, I really mean this. I am talking directly to you, listener, if you're listening right now. If you have seen a movie called The Mummy Market, in fact, I think it had one of those alternative names as well. I love a movie like that. The movie was called The Mummy Market. It has the chick from My Girl in it and a chum, chumsky. Oh. And Sissy Spacek. And it's about three kids who make a wish that their mum is not their mum anymore and they wake up and their mum is gone and then they go to the mummy market and they have three chances to try a different mother. But all the mums in it are played by Sissy Spacek. can I retract my previous... You've seen this movie. I'm pretty sure. But I might be thinking of the one where um, Samantha from Sex and the City is a mannequin that comes to life. That's called Mannequin. But I feel like... That's the movie Mannequin and that is a fabulous film. Is Mannequin and Mummy Market, um, this is going to be a weird way. I, I'm not saying same genre, mm. but is it fair that Mannequin and Mummy Market have merged in my memory? That I, I watched them around the same time? I don't think so because Mummy Market is a children's film and Mannequin is like a teenager's film, early adult. But are they both a bit 80s? Both Mummy bit- Market is 90s. It's my girl... Like Anna Chlumsky, her about maybe maybe five or six years after my girl. Okay, so where where I'm really coming from, mm. did I watch both of those films 
on television in 1996. Yes, that's, yeah. yes, yes, that, you're there, we got it, we found it. <laughs> yeah, 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 because I think if I If you have, have seen, seen mummy, The I Mummy Market, mummy, the can mummy you just, market. like, jump in and just be like, I've seen it and what you loved about that film or what you remember from that film? Because I was watching this, I have not- I remember Silk Scarf, but I think I'm thinking of Mannequin. I just remember this, like, she's playing a clown and she goes, we have to go on tour. That's all I remember. Yeah. But like, and I just remember them all crying and something to do with making pancakes. Anyway, I was watching this episode of Bloodline Mm. and Sissy Spacek was being yelled at by her granddaughter. And all of a sudden I just, I haven't thought about that movie since I was like seven years old. (laughs) And it just was like, oh my God, the mummy market. Please let me know if you've seen it. Thank you very much. Now that you've mentioned the mummy market, Mm. what about that one with the 2D books? The Page Master? Yeah. I love that film. Yeah. The Page Master is Macaulay Culkin and Whoopi Goldberg is in that. Is she? Whoopi Goldberg voices the fantasy book. Ah, yeah. No, the fairy tale book. When you said, I haven't thought about that movie in a long time, that made me think of The Page Master, which I Page Master was great. Christopher Lloyd was in that. That He was the librarian. Funny, the last time I think I watched that film was in the school library. That was a great movie. Mish, yeah. do I think she did it? Look, I might be wrong. Maybe there was a moment where she's like, you know what you need to do. But at the most, that's what she did. Okay. She said to Chandler, uh-huh. she said, oh, I didn't list those as acceptable names. Uh-huh. She said to Coach, she said, you know what you need to do. Yeah. I think that's the most she did. Hmm. If she did anything, I don't think she did anything. But if she did anything, it was raining outside, it was dark, and mm. she said to Coach, you know what you need to do. But I actually don't think she said anything. And I think that what that moment was is like, you killed him. And she was like, I didn't kill him. Because here's what I think I know. Mm-hmm. Is that is it time? I think what season one was, was this. I think season one was a show. About a family, a family in Miami, a powerful family, a family with a lot of political influence in their small town, not Miami, in Florida, in their small town in Florida, in their county, because their dad owned a motel, maybe. I think... That there were, it was a story about the family. You definitely had Valma as the lawyer, all of that. But I think at the core of this series, at the very, very core, at the very like pinnacle of this series, is there are two brothers. Well, there's a lot of brothers though, because Kevin's a brother too. Yeah, yeah, yeah but we, I think season two, we're getting to know all the characters. Season one, those are characters, but at the core of the show is two brothers, one, a cop, a detective, on his way to maybe one day being sheriff. Not, not as overtly said, but he's, he's a good, upstanding cop, good man, pillar of the community, but his family's a bit fucked up. On one side, on the other side, is Ben Mendelsohn, mm. the fucked up brother, the one that knows the history of this family, the one that knows the ill-gotten gains of this family, the one that will bring it all down because he does drugs and sells drugs and is involved with the drug man. 
It's a story of two brothers from the same fucked up family. One, a pillar of the community. Yep. The other, a drug dealing baddie. Yeah. And that and it, it was that story. And then I think in a grand twist yeah. at the end of season one, I think that the brother died. How? Now, Mish, I'm not so sure. <laughs> okay. This is my, because I'm on board. That got me excited, right? I was feeling that shit. This is my theory, right? Because I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I was actually, I feel it's that clearly this family has a lot of impact in this little town. They're the Rayburns, right? There's so many of them for fuck's sake. They're everywhere, yeah. right? I have a feeling, and this is like I've just created this story in my head because I'm right there with you. There's clearly one son who's adored and one son who was rejected. We know that. I reckon the one that was rejected based on previous scenes we've seen was really cleaning up his act, right? Oh. Yeah. He was really clean. The, the druggy boy. Drug. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because we saw him in the restaurant with his son. <coughs> He's trying to be a co- He was like trying to create a relationship again with his son. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I reckon he was trying to do good. And I reckon in trying to do good, he's letting down someone in his family who maybe buys druggies off him or works with him, who's just as bad as him but kept a really good reputation, right? And I reckon at the – my guess is, is that whoever that person was in the family who was like using the brother to get – you know, had the same interest, same druggy interest. It feels like a backwards writer's room. Yeah, that's horrible. (laughs) It feels like we're trying to find the story. And Sissy Spacek knows about it. Knows about what? The drugs. Knew about knew ah. about it all the whole time. So in some way was complicit in the murder of Danny by this family member. So And I wonder if maybe the other brother knew about it too. Which the which one? Chandler? Chandler. Coach. But and like that friend, the the his mate, the one who's just like, why the fuck is it like he's just getting fucked on by everybody? I've forgotten his name. I was always out on boats. Wait, the druggy. That's yeah. a bro- that's a brother. Didn't we establish that it was a brother? Last no, that's week? not another brother. That's the mate. That's Danny's friend. Uh, He's uh, just a friend. Not not the brother. The one that Ozzy John Leguizamo's character is like hanging out with a bit. Ah, oh, that guy. I I I, I cannot express to you how much uh. I just haven't even registered him. Oh, okay. I think he might have, like, I think he knows and has been given hush money or I something. I don't know. Space in my I brain don't know. For that guy. I I I feel like we're close. We're getting there. But I reckon that if even though Danny was dodgy, there are other people in the family that were just as dodgy, benefiting off his dodginess. That's okay, I think. I think I think that I think that uh, that's a good theory. I want to sit with it. I don't. I think I oh, maybe maybe let me sit with that. I don't think Sissy Spacek had anything to do with it. And I could be wrong, but I feel like it's good to go in with a swing. I don't think, I think maybe okay. metaphorically she did. Yep. Like, I think that, like, she was responsible for the division. You know, she's the mother, mm. she's the matriarch. But I don't think she had any direct hand okay. in the murder of Mendo. I do. I love that. I love There's that. There's another reason I do. It's because it's Sissy Spacek. I think Sissy It's the Spacek. Al Pacino in Righteous Kill thing. Why did you sign on to this? Because I think it's like it's a great matriarchal figure. I think mm. she was a part of the drama. I don't think she was a part of the murder. Okay. I think the murder is centered on coach. 
But I don't know if Coach did it. I don't think he did. It would be too, like, we would know if he did. Fair. Well, Um, if we saw him do it at the end of season one, they wouldn't need to tell us again. Yeah, that's true. Or he either did it or he was with him. Yep, I believe that. And he got sucked in and he was there when someone else did it and because he was there. Are you open to it being potentially him and Sissy Spacek? I Well, no. I, sure, but I think <laughs> I think it's interesting to vote against it, particularly because you're swinging in so hard. I really don't think she did. I think she's like the matriarchal figure. I think it would destroy her to know that one of her sons was responsible well, for the see, death of her But see, isn't it so interesting son. if she's this matriarchal figure and everyone looks up to her in that certain way, but she's actually a dodgy cunt? Well, I think at most, as I've said, at most, there was a scene where she said to Coach, you know what you need to do. This is a reverse writer's room and I love it. I don't think she had anything to do with it. Okay. Uh, I think Coach did. I think Coach, I think he, here's what I think. I think Coach is either directly responsible for his death. I think maybe he murdered his brother or, or he threw some kind of self-defense or negligence feels responsible for his brother's death. And he knows who did it. He knows who did it. But to reveal that because, yeah, information who else, gets him in trouble. In fairness, who else would it be? He's the only one who's acting sus as fuck. The other brother. Kevin. No, it's not Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. It's not Kevin. Kevin can fuck off. Maybe it's Velma. No. No. Anyway. She, she can't do anything in those heels. True. Trotting around Fucking in those heels. True. Put on a pair of runners. Yeah, true. Um, all right, do you have any final thoughts? I'm in the rhythm of this show. Good I'm now you. enjoying it. I I I feel confident in my assessment of the two central brothers mm-hmm. to the point that I go, gee whiz. Geez willikers. I wish I was watching the sh- this feels like a show. Missing one of its main stars. I feel like this was a show <laughs> where, like, I look at those siblings and I'm like, fuck, that dynamic needs a Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> like that, wouldn't a Ben Mendelsohn just be well, also, the glue? Also worth noting, maybe this is my final thought. It's not. There's no more flashbacks. No flashbacks in this episode. Yeah, no, no. Mendo? No, no Mendo. I think they were like, we're going to give you a bit of Mendo because... Well, Tasty Mendo tree. Well, who doesn't love a bit of Mendo? Um, my final thought is that John Leguizamo is full menace, oh, tough. Fuck. Go- we didn't go. talk about me- uh, him no, at all. No, he came up. Uh, he's playing this menacing, tough guy. At one point he's just having a little bit of cheeky banter with one of his friends and his friend's just like, you're going to fuck this for us or something. And he just grabs this guy by the throat and starts going, don't you fucking tell me what to do or something like that. And it's the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's amazing because I've seen John Leguizamo, you know, Pissing about on stage and having a laugh and a gig, and look at him go. Dangerous, 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 dad, dangerous, Gu- dangerous daddy Guzama. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, and I think that uh, I love this role for him. Me too. It's the bad guy. Yeah. It's the bad. Well, we don't know. Maybe it's maybe he's not. But like at this point, they're palming him off as being the bad guy, the threat to expose it all. And I love that because I would really like him to expose it to me. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love I don't him know what's to going say. On. I'd love him to say, when when Coach went round to the a, a hotel, mm, mm. I was like, oh, good. Mm. He's going to say 
Yeah. Um, okay. I'm giving it four Leguistamos. I gave it four last time. I'm doing it again. Four Leguistamos. What did I give it last time? I think four and a half or four. Yeah. I got to give it four. Yeah. That's a solid. It's a solid. And I give it. Um, and as always, if you have watched this show. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. That was so rude of me. No, I was just going to say I would give it three and a half. I give it half a star because I like I find not. I find it fascinating how he chose to eat the pancakes. Because whenever you eat it, a scene that's a choice. Yeah. And I think uh, he just he, and I and I it made me want to go back and see how does John Leguizamo choose to eat in a scene because he he goes he's like really going at it with the fork yeah. and I'm like I think he's adding some busy business so he's not eating so much he like cuts the pancake cuts the other part of the pancake mm. the, so it's very busy but he's not like munching crunching all the way through. That's interesting. But I thought, oh, is that how one eats a pancake? I fucking love. Pancakes. I give it half a star. For how John Leguizamo ate the pig. So four all up? Four all up. Beautiful. Um, as always, if you have previously watched Bloodline, can you please let us know how we are doing? Um, I think we're getting somewhere, though. Yeah. Like we're scratching at it. I want But this... without saying what, yeah, give oh, us a score. Oh, do not tell us. Do not tell us. Just t- give us a score. Ten, we're on the money. Zero, we are so far off. And separate scores. Yeah, but we're kind of combining our thing. Sort of. Sort of, yeah. We're sharing it, but the Sissy Spacek, it's like the mole. You yeah. know how they get more specific? The Sissy Spacek will be the decider. Yeah, that's true. Um, thank you so much for listening as per. We will speak to you next week. Tom, can you take us away? Uh, Zach uh, asked you to um, cut something before because he needed to blow his nose. So you'd like him to just... Just insert the sound of Zach blowing his nose over and over again. Are you yeah. okay with that? Yeah, I don't give a shit. I just don't think that's very pleasant for the list. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's funny, though. All right. All right. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, everyone, and have a great week. (laughs) 